Wordle. It's fun. It's a fun word to say, isn't it? Wordle. But what exactly is Wordle and why is it seemingly taking over the Internet? Here's our tech expert, Adam Oldfield, who joins us now for more on Wordle here on Global News Radio. Hey there, Adam. Good afternoon. Hi, good afternoon, Jeff. Uh, good to chat with you. And yes, you're right. Wordle is uh, it's 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 actually annoying and fun. And and honestly, I hate you know you know I I, I speak well, uh, or at least that's up for debate. But I just <laughs> challenge with words, and I can tell you, I've used this. It's funny when when I heard this this morning, I'm like. I've done this, but I do it more out of frustration because, first of all, let me be clear. This is a very, very captivating, fun game. It's a website. It's not an app. You go on and they give you options of, you know, four letter, five letter, six letter, seven letter words. And you just more or less try to pick out a word. And then if the letters are green, it's in, it means that's the right spot. If it's yellow, those letters are in the word in the wrong spot. Um, and I mean, I right. And you've only got, what is it? Six chances, I think, to try to get the uh, correct word five. Okay. Thank you. And this is kind of, I would describe it uh, Adam as kind of a, a new spin, a bit of a different spin or take, if you will, on the crossword puzzle. It is. It's it's actually more like a, a you know wheel of a fortune where they kind of give you like a, a you know you got a bunch of blank yeah. spots, pick a bunch of letters, maybe they're in the right spot, and they kind of go ding ding ding. But you know, like <laughs> I cheated honestly, Jeff. I just give up. I get so frustrated because you know again, I want to just emphasize this is an American program. So if you're spelling ketchup, color, uh, check, center, it's going to be wrong. So just so you know, if you're if you're doing that, and and it's it's I ended up just going to the Scrabble cheat website and Googled it and just looked for five letter <laughs> words that have yeah. this proper order. So, but it you know what's neat about it is that there's no ads. It, it's nothing. Uh, uh, the gentleman, I think his name was Josh Wardle, I, I think is his name, created this for a fun internal family thing, and it really is. It's taking off. Um, you can only do it once a day. So every morning it's refreshed. So if you fail that day, you can share it with your friends, tell them your score, tell them shows the words you tried. Um, and, and it's like Scrabble and, and Wheel of a Fortune mixed together into a website. So if you're looking for something to kind of get over this COVID mind numbing imminent, um, this is going to be a great option for you to kind of just uh, again, it's not all day. It takes you probably about 10 minutes. In my case, three, I, like I said, I Google the answers. Um, but at the end of the day, it's a great little mind freeing moment to use uh, and challenge yourself mentally. Yeah. You know, when I heard about this late last week, it reminded me, remember there was, I'm trying to remember, was something IQ. It was a trivia game that took off for a while too, and that people could play and uh, win money. And I'm just wondering, is this the future of maybe game shows? Do you think, Adam, instead of, you know, flying out to California and trying to get on the prices right, uh, everybody can play now and they can play from their couch. Absolutely. I mean, I think we've seen, you know, we're, we're, we're speaking, you know, figuratively in the, in the element of where the metaverse could become, as you just brought up, a game show that you can either participate or uh, be an observer to this um, and where you can sign up and be engaged in it and be active to the point where you can now, uh, you know, whether it's prizes or cryptocurrency, you know, that's probably going to be the winning number of what people are going to get. Um, but this is something that is, you know, as we're getting more acclimatized to the using of technology, using this uh, element that we can share, collaborate, be there in real time. Yeah, I think you've said it well, that probably will be the next metaverse video game will be something similar to this. 
Okay, and maybe we will be playing that over Elon Musk's Starlink satellite-based internet service, which has launched, and apparently already those living in rural areas of the country, they are raving about it, Adam. Oh, raving. I, I mean, I, I can't speak enough about it, Jeff. I mean, I have uh, I do business in Thunder Bay and, uh, it, you know, which is kind of a metropolis in the north if you want to give it any kind of uh, communication. But Internet in, in those areas is very, very scarce. And uh, actually, I was just speaking with a, a cohort of mine up in Thunder Bay and uh, Brent, his name was when we were talking about it and uh, the satellite he's hooked up has been operational for a few months. And I mean, he's crushing it on the internet. When we talk about speeds, it is unbelievable. It's like 150, 160 download and 50 megabytes upload. That is more than enough for the average individual to work. Why that is a game changer is because we've struggled in a lot of areas, Northwest Territories, Yukon, uh, and how the, the CRTC has been pushing our, our mobile providers to be able to accommodate. In fact, I believe even Doug Ford's uh, uh, party has even climbed, commented of 300 million to support rural areas with internet. It is critical. And this is you know it's costly at the at the forefront. It's about seven hundred dollars to get set up, Jeff, and then it's about one hundred and thirty dollars a month. But uh, the good news is you're no longer restricted by slow speeds um, like a Bell uh, dial-up network, which is still uh, the only option in many northern Canadian markets. Um, but it's got some flaws with the satellite, as great as it is, it can't be used in a city. So as much as you're like, well, I'll just buy the satellite and then just set it up. If it's restricted by you know trees, as an example, yes, in the forest. If you try to set up a satellite, it could be restricted. Uh, and it, it means it goes offline every 22 minutes. In the city, it won't work with buildings. Um, and there's other factors to keep in mind. If it starts to snow, there's a rainstorm, there's a, a, a thunderstorm, your internet's not going to be a great option to choose and, and kind of Netflix binge if you're going to be on a satellite. And I keep saying this and people laugh at me. I feel like the conspiracy theory guy, Jeff, but solar flare uh, 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 weather patterns, which the sun sends off a solar flare, harmless to humans, hates satellites, electronics. So um, mm. it's a great option, but there are a lot of issues pertaining to um, usage, meaning if everybody in the North and they all lived in a, in a rural area were online, it was the old internet days where if 50 people try to download it at one time, that one satellite is not going to be able to keep up those speeds capacities. So there's that limitation. But uh, again, it is uh, solving that solution that we have limitations in the north, northern parts of Canada, um, everywhere, by the way, India, uh, you know, northern Siberia, for that matter, are going to have high speed Internet. So um, I'm excited for this. I, I mean, I'm speaking with thrills because when you travel or I, as I travel, I've always struggled with. 3G connection in the northern part yeah. of, uh, of Canada. And this is a massive game changer. This satellite, by the way, isn't like something that takes up your front yard either, uh, Jeff. It's a little satellite dish. It fits probably no bigger than a two by two foot space. You can get a, an extra mounting bracket. But this is truly a game changer for Canadians, of course. Okay. Uh, and it's affordable at the rate we're, we're spending now. Okay, it truly is a game changer, Adam. So does that mean Canada's big telcos, should they be worried? Is this the shakeup that a lot of people have been waiting for when it comes to Canadian telecommunications and internet, do you think? 
I'm going to say no. And the reason I say that is because there's not enough of a population demand for them to, them being the Northern or, or telecom companies to go, oh, that's great. That population of 350 people in Nukavuk is going to be upset that they're not using our Bell services. Um, I think they're looking at that as it's such a small, minimal amount of, of, of demand in the Northern markets. Uh, it's not going to really impede their bottom line. I mean, our, our big telecom companies are really focused on metropolis areas, Vancouver's and, and you know, our capitals for that matter, Toronto. Um, but, you know, when we take a look at the North, are they really losing market penetration? Not necessarily. They can make 150 bucks off of you and me in Toronto versus trying to get some guy in, a, in the bush to say, please, you know, sign up for $120 while we try to connect your satellite. I, I don't think it's a threat at all. All right. And just uh, finally, before we let you go, I want to say happy birthday to, of all things, iPhone. The iPhone yesterday, Adam, turned 15. It's been around with us for 15 years now. And it is, I mean, kind of mind boggling when you think back over the last 15 years and the things that uh, iPhone has done to revolutionize communication and a lot of the, the features that uh, we've seen uh, kind of come and uh, really be enhanced over the last 15 years on iPhone. You know, I, I was one of the first people that got the iPhone 15 years ago. So it was a bit of a it was a bit of a sad moment for me as a, as a memory of just how long it's been since the iPhone's been on the market. Uh, I remember clearly how smooth it felt. It was really, really contoured uh, perfectly for the hand. I mean, when when it first came out, it was a 3G slow phone, but boy, did it ever feel good. It didn't do a lot of things, though, Jeff. It, it, you know, it, it's so sad because, to, you know, with the birth of, of the iPhone, uh, it was only just a few days ago that BlackBerry shut off its its connection for everybody. And I right. remember Basili at the time when they made the announcement, I think it was in February, um, that, you know, uh, uh, around this time, the iPhone came out. The biggest question was, is this the BlackBerry killer? And uh, and Basili out of Waterloo said, absolutely not. This has got no threat. This is nothing but a toy for the masses to just download and use for games. Um, and I remember my iPhone not being able to to send an invitation, like a calendar invite. I'd, I'd put it in my calendar, but then I'd have to go to my email, tell, hey, Jeff, can you are you available at 10 o'clock? And then wait for your reply, then go to my calendar and then say, yes, Jeff's going to meet me. So it had a lot of limitations. And to think where it was 15 years ago to where it is today, I mean, BlackBerry was 48% of the market. Now iPhone is the number two to Android devices in the market. So happy birthday, iPhone, and everyone that's using it. Uh, you know what? I'm sure they're more than happy with the new features that come with it. Yeah, I got to ask you, we only got less than a minute here, but uh, looking ahead the next 15 years for uh, iPhone, what's on the horizon, do you think? Uh, where's uh, iPhone and just smartphones in general going? Well, you know what? For iPhone, it's going to be a little bit behind. But let me uh, talk in general about the smartphone. There will be a full, more folding phones. Those are the the, the latest in entertainment right now when it comes to mobile market, number one. Number two, in the next three years, will be holographic attachments or built into the phone itself. There's already a device already coming out where you can you know call it Star Wars, if you will. But holographically, instead of looking at a flat screen while you FaceTime, will be a holographic attachment that will come up and you'll be 
able to see visually uh, almost a, a three-dimensional, four-dimensional look or, or face that will speak to you. Um, I think we're looking at that element of taking your phone and turning it into, it's already a computer, how it will uh, revolutionize the connection to this metaverse should or if it continues, uh, instead of mm. having a VR helmet and a smartphone, we're just going to see the smartphone contract or turn into a transformer that wraps around your head and becomes your visual uh, attachment to the metaverse. That's my prediction. And I could be okay. wrong. I, I, I might be right, but I, I think that's where it's headed. I don't know. 3D FaceTimes instead of Obi-Wan, I'm going to be Oldfield. You're my only hope. You're my only hope. <laughs> Adam, thanks as always. Much appreciated. Thanks, Jeff. Take care. There's our tech expert, Adam Oldfield, and we're back after this on Global News Radio. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.